0: This is a presentation of Dawn Forge Productions. You're listening to Shattered Soulstone, episode number 12, Release L'Antonio. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download at audibletrial.com slash Diablo. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. Shattered Soulstone is now found on Stitcher Radio. Go to stitcher.com slash soulstone. That's stigcag rcom slash soulstone, all one word. Register with the promo code soulstone to be entered to win a $100 prize, and you will automatically add Shattered Soulstone to your favorites when you install the app on your smartphone. That's stitcher.com slash soulstone.
1: You have quite a treasure there in that horodric cube.
2: From the the far far reaches reaches and burning depths of Sanctuary comes Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo podcast.
1: It's beginning to feel like some great evil is permeating the air around here.
2: Now your hosts, Nevik, Braja, and Jen.
1: Stay a while and Listen.
0: Welcome to... Oh my god, we have a release date! We have a release date! Oh, okay. I, I guess I was a little excited. I couldn't couldn't help myself. I just had to open the show with that. But, uh yeah, you're listening to episode 12 of the Shattered Soulstone, and we have a release date! Did somebody say release date? I don't know. Did somebody say release date? Wait, we have a release date!
1: Finally. We finally have a release date.
0: And unfortunately, that release date isn't today, which is Saturday, March 24th, but... I am your host, Nevik, and we have a release date, and I'm joined by my, we have a release date, oh, okay, I'm, I'm getting a little, getting a little crazy with this, but, uh, <laughs> joined by my two co co-joys in the Dawnforge, the proverbial Dawnforge pouch, see, I'm, I'm so excited I can't even do the opening of the show properly, but Brajia, you have a new computer, how, how is it? It's sitting on my other desk, looking good, can't wait to get <laughs> Diablo on it, oh, when we have a release date, do we have one yet? <laughs> <laughs> I th- I think we do <laughs> And Jen It's not raining here yet And it's not raining there yet
1: It's not raining here yet, it looked like it was gonna But it's it's not But you know, if it was raining I think I'd still be Really really excited to go play D3 Before the release date hits and we all get to play it for real
0: Wait, did you say release date? Do I think I did Do we have one?
1: We might, we might Wait. I-, I think there's some rumors about that
0: Okay, wait, I, I have to share a secret Everybody We have a release date.
1: (laughs) We do. We have a release date. Okay, alright. Can you tell we're a little excited? It's actually
0: this year, too. Surprise. It is. (laughs) Yep. 2012, May 15th. The day that everybody will not go to work or call in sick. Or try uh, to. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I. Fortunately, I have about 3 weeks. Well, not quite 3 weeks, but I have almost 3 weeks of vacation saved up. So, I uh, submitted some time off and it got approved. So,
1: woo! Ooh, very good.
2: So, that means you're going to go back to work sometime June 10th.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have i uh, I'm going to have the Diablo fever and it's its the only, the only cure is more Diablo. Exactly.
1: And there's very few workplaces that will understand <laughs> yeah. what you mean.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I can go up to my boss and say, We have a release date! And and he'll be like, A release date for what? For yeah. your for your employment? We're going to release you from your employment? Okay, anyways. Oh, no, not good. Not good at all.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't be good at all. Although it would give you plenty of time to play once it's released. Well, so that. Would be an upside
0: Given the fact that I do have a family and two children, I would probably have to focus more on trying to get another job before it's that. Probably true,
1: yeah. But anyways,
0: yeah. but I digress. We do have a release date, and I'm May sorry, 15. listeners. If you're if you're getting a little irritated that I keep saying that, get used to it. It's gonna it's gonna happen throughout the show. May 15. Because uh, we have a release date. I I I, I hell almost froze over. <laughs> Hell <laughs> almost did the day it came out. <laughs> it will when I get there. But anyways, okay. So, we do have some emails. And if you would love to send us an email, and I surely hope that you do, you can do so by sending us an email. And the email address is show at shattered com. Hey, I actually remembered to put it in the show notes this time that way. And, yep. and we have a release date, so everything's good. So, our first email is from Razorbug, and I will tackle this because, you know, Razorbug loves me, and, and I... Feeling's not mutual. Okay, I'm just kidding.
1: Aww. <laughs> oh.
0: He'll understand. He's a good pal of mine on Twitter, so anyways. Hey, guys. So, d one and 2 came out during a period of my youth when I wasn't gaming and didn't have a PC capable of gaming. As such, I, commi- I completely missed them. I wasn't sure if I was going to get D3, but the annual pass is giving it away, so I've started to find my interest growing, especially after listening to this show. Oh, well, hey, thanks. Thank you.
1: Thanks. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. But I do find myself at a loss for some references. And with the release date out now. Wait, did he say that there's a release date? May 15th. <laughs> I've suddenly will- <laughs> realized that I need to swat up on my Diablo lore. Before swat May fifteenth. Up on Diablo lore. Swat up. Is that a British, ter- a British, you know, term for?
1: I-, I don't know. I'm not familiar with that phrase.
0: If anybody's confused, Razorbug is from the the, Go- I was about to say golly, but that's not right. What? Golly, <laughs> <laughs> old <England. laughs> Yeah. Well, anyways, he's he's from across the pond exactly I I digress again Um, he continues thing is where to start if you don't have time to play one and two is the Book of Cain a good lead-in or do I need something else first appreciate the help Razorbug. well we did a pretty good review of the Book of Cain and I think I think we were unanimous in our decision that uh it's a great stepping on point for the Diablo series Exactly.
1: It will catch you up pretty quick. It's sort of like Cliff Notes, only much better written, and the artwork alone is just fabulous. Mm-hmm. But that's a really good way to kind of understand like who some of the important characters are in the lore and what they did, and kind of a chronology of sort of when it occurred in terms of you know how does this fit with the game. So I would start with Book of Cain, and if you want further information, then start reading the Sin War series and then pick up the rest from there
0: the Book of Cain does clean up the lore pretty nicely and puts it in, you know, by reading the Book of Cain, you'll know pretty much everything that you need to know. And you'll know most of the major players going into Diablo three. That way you can hit the ground running and not wonder what's going on. So, yes, definitely pick it up. Exactly. And you also
2: find out where the heroes of Diablo three fit into the storyline.
1: Yeah, so it'll bring you right up to date.
2: And I remember talking with Medros as well as a little bit with um, Richard Knack, they both thought that this was a good summary of the whole series, at least a good way to get uh, get your feet wet.
0: Yeah, definitely. If, say, postage is a little expensive for the Book of Cain, since I know I don't think they've released it over on the other side of the pond, so you'd probably have to import it, Um, I mean, you could always go to, like, the Diablo wikis, and uh, we'll probably include a link to that in our show notes, make it easy for everybody. Um, That's also a good way to get caught up. It's not quite as elegant, because it's, I mean, when you're reading the Book of Cain, you know, it's pretty much in order in which, you know, it's very logical, the way that it's laid out. But, yeah, so that's another option.
1: And it gives you a really good understanding of, you know, why are we fighting these demons again? And it kind of goes into that too. So, just the basic stuff, even, you know, even that it's in there.
0: But if you do have the time, go back and play Diablo 2. I I don't know about Diablo 1. It might be a little hard to get that running in. It may not hold up quite as well as Diablo 2 and Diablo 2 doesn't hold up quite as well as as you know most of us remember it because it only runs in 800 by 600 so that's pretty ugly by today's standards in terms of resolution so but Diablo 2 the gameplay is still there so you know that that might give you a good primer on what to expect with Diablo 3 although Diablo 3 does play I I don't know I I would say Diablo 3 is I I wouldn't call it an evolution but it's definitely you know it's an iteration on what was great about Diablo 2 it feels good. It feels really, really good.
1: And it's pretty. I mean, not pretty in terms of you know sunshine and rainbows, pretty, but like the world is really well rendered. You know, it's mm-hmm. the details are nice.
0: But we do have a, another email, and Jen, would you like to read the one from Smokemis?
1: I can do that. Smokemis says, Jen, Nevik, and Braja, I thought you did a great job on the interview with the Naxter. As I've said before, I really enjoy his books, especially the ones set in the Diablo universe. I've heard interviews with him before, but hadn't heard that he likes to listen to Danny Elfman. My admiration of him went up 10 notches at that. As usual, I think of questions that I would like to have answered after the fact. If you have a chance to talk to him again, I would love to know. His portrayal of the necromancer seems fairly unique in that he or she is not an evil manipulator of the dead, but a person seeking balance, and using the residual energies of life in helping to maintain that balance, almost like a cross between a warlock and a shaman in WoW. Did he develop this on his own, or was this done in collaboration with the Blizzard team? What influenced this direction? He also wants to know, is he slightly disappointed that the Necromancer wasn't included as one of the classes in D3? This class seems to really touch a creative spark in his writing. In my opinion, the most interesting characters in the Sinwar trilogy were the proto-Necromancer Mendelin and Rothma, a focal point of the Necromancer's worship. He also says, I'm sure he has answered this a thousand times. Who were his largest influences as an author? By the way, May 15th, can't get here soon enough. Thanks. Love the show. Keep up the work. <laughs> Keep up the great work. <laughs> See you in sanctuary. From Miss
0: Wait, what's happening on May fifteenth? I'm I'm a little lost.
1: A little bit, yeah. May fifteenth.
0: Oh my god. Sunshine and unicorns.
1: <laughs> yes. Man, th-
0: those are some great, great questions. And Smokemist, we will definitely add those to uh, a document for the next time that we do have him on, and we will have him on again. Mm-hmm. Yes.
2: Oh, he was sure. a fantastic person to talk to.
0: Yeah.
1: He was really fun. Yeah, He seemed like he was having a good time, so that's always nice. You
2: can it tell was... he really enjoys his writing and really enjoys talking about it to
0: people, too. And I'm sure he is disappointed that there's no necromancer in Diablo 3, but you do have the puke doctor as a, as a <laughs> somewhat standby oh, fallback.
1: Wow. <laughs> the witch and my zombie dogs. <laughs> yeah, the zombie dogs. That's That was it for me. As soon as I saw those, I'm like, okay, I think I really like this class, too.
0: <laughs> I, I don't really hate the Witch Doctor. It's just I didn't enjoy it as much. It, it was, I don't know, just I don't know. I'm I, I'm not big on summoning classes, so that's okay. Well,
1: you know, everybody's gonna find their own class that fits how they like to play. Exactly. Yeah, so it all works out. Mm-hmm.
0: But they do puke, so that's why they're the puke doctors. <laughs> hey, whatever. you Well, get they're not the only enemy. thing
1: in the game that you know. <laughs> yeah. There's some monsters too that kind of have that. Uh, um, play style, I guess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we we don't have any other emails, but you know, please send us some more emails. We do our shows about every two weeks. Uh, we've been pretty we've been pretty good about holding to that. So, uh, that that gives everybody enough time to you know submit like col- collect their thoughts and submit an email. Mm-hmm. And but we did get an iTunes review, and Yay. I'm very very happy. Uh, Brazia, would you like to read that iTunes review?
2: Absolutely. Um, we have an iTunes review from Noel Wiz. Uh, fun, five stars. And it says uh, it's a funny show that's f- a fun show that's funny, family friendly, and highly entertaining. Another great show from Don Forge. Well, thank you, Noel
0: Wiz. Exactly. We
1: really appreciate that. <laughs> it's so nice to have an iTunes interview that, you know, it's five stars and is someone who likes the show. That's great.
0: We need more reviews because. I I feel like some of our reviews haven't given us a fair shake because we're you know, we're not the hardcore gamer, you know. We're we're not we're not the technical analyst that some other podcasts have. And you know, we're we're here to have fun and to talk about a game that we find incredibly fun, so
1: and also, we're 12 shows in now, so we've had a little bit of time to work together and kind of, you know, bounce off each other a little bit more. It takes a little while for a show to kind of get rolling, so I think some of those reviews were, like, the first couple of shows. So they may have a different opinion now.
0: If any of those people who did leave us some rather scathing reviews... Uh, have, whatever. It, well, yeah. it, if they've, <laughs> if they've honestly, given yeah, us it. another shot, you know, you can always update your reviews. Yep. You know? I've, I've done it before on other podcasts, so I know it's possible. But anyways, yes, please please give us give us some more feedback through iTunes. It's, a, it's great exposure for our show. Don't take this for, you know, like I'm fishing for five stars because I just want honest reviews. I just I want reviews that take us for what we are and not what they want us to be. So that's what I'm looking for. If people have uh, suggestions
2: on ways to improve the show or things that they would like yes. to see added to the show, by all means let us know be, it'd be great for us to do
0: yeah as long as it doesn't as long as it doesn't involve more puke doctor talk hey Paul <laughs> puke doctor
1: I think you're the one bringing it up more than anybody else I know I so. you've
0: got this fetish with puke doctors <laughs> <laughs> to go
2: along with your stilettos
0: oh my <laughs> puke doctors and well, th- stilettos walking yeah <laughs> walking through puke in stilettos might not be safe oh no but a sanctuary is not supposed to be safe. Yeah. So, uh, before we go into our audible ad, uh, there there were a couple of things that that have occurred in the past two weeks that I would like to go into. Um, first of all, we have a release date, and I, I don't think I don't think any of us were expecting it, uh, or at least weren't expecting it to be this quarter this soon yeah Yeah.
1: like all of a sudden it's like look here it is release date may 15th oh my god of course we
0: did in our last show you know go on record and put down our dates Mm -hmm. and uh it kind of split brazia and i you know our our estimations like almost kind of down the middle except it was a little bit closer to my guess I just you know
1: so you win <laughs>
0: <laughs> I win I win the internet wait a minute did you go today. over yes, it or go. under it
2: I oh well, hey, I so did go over like the it. price and right and you went over you lost yeah that's
0: <laughs> true oh, might be uh, mm-hmm. mm.
1: so maybe Braja wins the internet there we go I today. win the internet <laughs> uh
0: huh well at least I didn't pick a fake day like June 32nd you know
1: yeah well I never know what day it is anyway so it hardly <laughs> matters what day I would have picked that's in the
2: way future
0: yeah. But um so yeah, we have we have an actual release date of May 15th and I want to I want to know what everybody's planning on doing for for launch night, you know, Diablo 3 Eve. What what are you going to be doing May 14th? I mean, are you going to be um going out and stocking up on Red Bull and or Monster or <laughs> Amp or whatever your energy drink of choice or maybe maybe you don't like energy drinks. Maybe you like coffee or tea know Mm -hmm. Uh, let let us let us know what you're planning on doing if you're going to take some time off um what class you're going to pick up or what you know what class you're going to start off with are you going to go all the way through normal or are you going to get to level 10 and do hardcore you know just let us know what you're planning on doing i don't want to make any official announcements yet but we are looking into doing something special for uh diablo 3 eve and details will be forthcoming on that since we still have a little bit of time before yeah, before May 15th rolls around. But uh, yeah, please send us in what you're going to do. And, you know, send us an email. Show at ShatteredSoulStone.com So, you know, just throwing it out there. There's this other really cool piece of news that I saw the other day. And this addresses, I think, a lot of our concerns or at least some people's concerns about um, the fact that you can swap at any time, and it basically means you can just, you're like just a jack-of-all-trades, you know, you you don't have to commit to something.
1: Right, you can change your skills, you know, on the fly basically. There's a little bit of a cooldown, but you can just sort of change them whenever you want.
0: Yeah, and some of us, namely myself, I was was worried that 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 decision to go that direction would mean that some boss pa- or maybe not boss packs but at least champion packs would require specific builds and you'd have to be changing constantly you know you'd run into another champion pack and go oh i got to i got to switch to this other spell because i absolutely have to use it for this pack and that basically you would you would never you know commit or develop a relationship with your skills or a certain build you know But blizzard addressed this in a very very interesting fashion and that fashion is called nephilim valor and for those of you who missed the little um blog post about it what nephilim valor is is it it is a magic find and gold find buff that that will kick in at level 60 which means in hell and inferno but only in hell once you hit level 60 you know level 59 it doesn't kick in yet but what it does is it's a buff that increases your magic find and gold find they they haven't nailed down every single detail but it's going to be they're planning on having it stack multiple times and the way that you get this buff is from killing a champion pack and once you kill the champion pack then you get the buff and the It's there to, you know, have you go out and explore each act, you know, rather than just doing, you know, boss runs, you know, jump to the last waypoint and then, you know, work your way down to the boss like all of us did in Diablo 2. So it's there to encourage us to go out and explore. But better yet, it's a buff that will disappear if you change any of your skills and you're like, whoa, whoa, wait. What does that mean? That means that they want you to, you know, pick a build that you like and stick with it. They don't want you just changing everything for each pack. And that also makes me feel like these champion packs aren't going to quite require a precise amount of skills or like I I said that completely not the right way. You know, require a specific set of skills in order to tackle them. That they're going to these champion packs are going to have affixes that can be you know, dealt with in multiple ways. So, you know, maybe you're not so great at handling, you know, s- some of the apexes out there, but you'll be better at others. So, I, I don't know. H- how do you feel about this, Brisha? Did you do a? Did you read a whole bunch about it?
2: Oh yeah, I was reading it over, and it brought me back to what Amatos was talking about in um, episode eleven. You know, where he was concerned about you know, being able to switch up on a fly. Well, this still kind of keeps it. Where players, if they don't feel comfortable with what they have, they can still keep, kind of play around with their skills, and it's not really a penalty. But if you build yourself, you find a build that you like and you want to continue to use that in runs, well then you're going to build up magic fine, you're going to you're getting an incentive to keep a specific build put together, and that's kind of one of the things Dams was wondering is like what's the purpose of you know is there going to be any reason to want to do that? And now there is. We can see that Blitz is really trying to catered towards, you know, keeping people in a certain belt.
0: Oh, I forgot one other key aspect of this buff, of the Nephilim Valor buff. For each stack that you have, when you actually go and kill a boss, an extra item will drop. It doesn't guarantee that it's always going to be a unique item, but an extra drop will happen.
1: So it gives you more loot just for sticking with the skills you started with.
0: It absolutely encourages you to clear and you know explore rather than just do the boss runs because they've stated i'm gonna have to do some searching for the blue post but uh i I remember a couple patches back they were talking about how they don't want people just to do boss runs so bosses their drops you know after you kill them for the first time will get you know nerfed you know they, they won't be quite as good every each sequential time that you kill them but with this buff it'll bring them back up to maybe not where they were, or maybe even above where they were the first time that you killed killed them, but it's it's awesome i'm I can't wait what what do you think about it, Jen
1: I think it's pretty cool. it definitely gives you like you were saying a reason to stick with one build um I like that it encourages players to you know not just run to the boss but to kind of clear everything in the dungeon because that's kind of how I play, so that works for me um but yeah, I mean, like has been said before, it definitely gives you like there's your reason. There's your reason to stick with one build. Mm-hmm. But I think it could also, like, if you're very new to this game and you haven't played before, I guess, you know, you do still get time, because this thing doesn't kick in until level 60. So by the time you get to 60, even if you've never played a Diablo game before, you're going to kind of know what skills you like and what skills you don't. So I was thinking it would penalize you if you were still learning it, but by 60, I think you should probably have that down. So it's very interesting.
2: It also helps out with... Um people who only have a limit, limited amount of time, they can go and hit a, a mob and then maybe hit a few other um, champions and go try to make, make a quick run to a boss and down that boss, or if they have longer times then they can continue the game after that, still with that bonus. So it's kind, it's kind of good. It just allows people to kind of step in the game a little bit and then also those people who want to really stay in the game for a while. Gives, it helps both of them
0: out. There were some responses uh, that were addressed in blue posts in regards to Nephilim Valor and some players were hoping that the buff would be cleared on death and the developers said that it will persist through death and they like it that way because there's already enough of a penalty once you die because of the repair costs and time loss you know just getting back into the action so I I guess gold is gonna be a little scarce, especially with some of the increases in uh, uh, training costs and, you know, other assorted costs that we've seen in the beta patch 15.
1: Right. Mm -hmm.
2: That's good, at least it allows gold to have some value again in the game, not just be this useless thing that Diablo 2 made it out to be.
0: And with this buff persisting through death, you know, if you do die, it's not like, oh crud, well, you know, we failed at the boss, so all right, that's so it. So there
1: goes everything. Yeah, it, you know, it kind of sets you up to have a slightly better chance of going right back in, you know, once you repair and all of that. So that's kind of good, because it would be awful to like finally get this buff and then die like fairly soon after and be like, "There it goes."
2: No kidding. Then you gotta go search around for another mob. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. Go I mean, I again. think that would be very discouraging.
0: Yeah. Yep. And uh, like I said. Not all the details have been sorted out. They plan on it stacking. They haven't figured out the the maximum stack, but they're leaning towards a number that you can count on one hand, so that would be no more than five.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: but I, I guarantee, you know, just on, on a normal playthrough of one act, you're going to run into at least two or three champion packs on your way down to a boss. Unless you just skip directly to that last waypoint, in which case you might encounter just one or two. But it will encourage you to, you know, not start from the last waypoint. Or even just to play through the entire thing. Exactly.
1: And why wouldn't you? I mean, I don't know, I've been playing the beta for a while, and I just feel like I need to go through and explore the whole dungeon before I move on. Yep. That's just me, maybe. I don't know. It's like, what else is out there? What else can I get? You know.
0: Well, you you always have to wonder if that one mob that you didn't kill was the one mob that would have dropped the one piece that you needed. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Complete your set. Exactly. (laughs) Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. And if you don't go find out, you'll never know.
0: Yeah. So that pretty much wraps up the news. I mean, obviously Diablo is uh, it's in wrap-up mode right now. We're still looking at uh, you know, some. Battle.net fixes in bat- in patch 15 that uh, the, the battle tag system isn't quite working properly right now in the beta. So hopefully they'll get that resolved in the next patch, which will probably happen soon, I would imagine. But uh, do we want to take this time to talk about what we have done in the beta since patch 15 dropped? Sure.
1: Yeah, we can do that.
0: I know, Jen, you... Uh, you've gone through and finished it on the demon hunter
1: yeah every time they wipe out the characters and start over with a new patch that's the first that's the first class that i go and finish the game with um that's my favorite it's still my favorite even after trying all of them so i've done that and i think she's at like level she's not quite level 10 so i can't try the hardcore mode yet Mm -hmm. because you have to be 10 to do that so i'm hoping sometime soon to have time to get back in there and go a little farther with it. I haven't tried to... Well, I did, actually. I rolled um, a sorceress, and she's at, like, level three, so I haven't really done much with her yet, but that's as far as I've gotten since the uh, characters were wiped out before.
0: And, Brazia, I imagine that uh, your computer woes haven't allowed you to jump back in. Well, between that and work, no, Um, but usually I
2: get home just before I'm making dinner, and my son's been playing a little bit of Diablo 3 before it Doctor. to to go out on my new uh, old computer and I I've, I've seen him playing around with he he's jumped into like every character and, and gotten them up to like level 10.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And he's having a blast with it. He uh surprisingly, he likes the barbarian now.
0: <laughs> Interesting. He like he just the likes smashing things fun. across the screen. So. That's why it's fun. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and the leap attack. Can't forget about the leap attack. That oh, no. that is so much fun. But he was showing me his um
2: demon hunter and it was a spell or an ability that i hadn't seen because i hadn't played the demon hunter at all jen you probably know what it is it looks like the crossbow is shooting machine guns like uh
1: that's called rapid fire rapid that fire. is my favorite spell ever oh
2: i, I was watching it It it's beautiful to see i the reason why i like it so much is because you know i've really just been when i've had time gone on to the witch doctor just played around with the witch doctor um because i haven't had as much time as i wanted but at the same times, like when I've seen my son playing these different things while I'm getting dinner ready, I've seen um, you know a lot of these neat skills that I'm, make me go, okay, you know what? I really do want to try these other classes, especially to get higher levels to see what those abilities actually look like on the screen and what they um, to do to the uh, the different mon- uh, mobs that you fight, and uh, it, it really kind of kind of keeps you engaged in the game because it's just like, wow, it really you can do that. That's just
0: that's really neat. I didn't know you could do that with that character. I really like how the how just how the progression in the game feels right now. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, once you hit level six, you start you unlock your first rune for your first ability, and that feels good. And basically, Blizzard has more or less said that the rune versions of his spell are by and by and large way better than just your standard spell. So, as soon as you get a rune, you pretty much always want to use the rune version of this spell. And if it, it feels pretty good, I I just wish we could go further, you know, past level 13 even if we had to do it by grinding, you know, just just to see what some of those other rune effects would be like, but
1: well, they got to save something for when the game yeah. starts, you know? Cuz there would be people that like, you know, grind it all the way up to as high as you can go and then go, "Oh yeah, I know everything. Here's exactly what you should do," you know? Yeah. Oh, that'll be fun. <laughs> got something to surprise. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but you know, you'd like to have that happen after the game's actually released instead of before, you know. <laughs> yeah. I,
0: I can't wait. But I I have I have an admission to make. Although I did this almost purposely, mm-hmm. I died in the beta. <laughs> I actually died with my wizard.
1: Oh no! Oh no!
0: <laughs> I I purposely ran into a big pack um, with a grotesque and a bunch of zombies around me, and I I was just like, I wonder I wonder if I could, you know, actually die here, and I actually did, and it felt kind of good because now I know that you can die <laughs> in the game. You can. Mm-hmm. Because up until that point, you know, it was it's Act One. And it's the very very beginning of Act One, but never felt a sense of, of you know like oh my goodness I could actually die Yeah. unless you were like a monk or a barbarian and you ran into the middle of a pack you, you never felt pressed you know you, you always felt like you were super safe and and it was kind of I, I wouldn't say disheartening but it was you know slightly disappointing and I, I think they're at a good place now with the uh, damage that the monsters are doing mm-hmm.
1: yeah it's bouncing out a little more compared to how long I've, I've... not been in the beta from the beginning, but I've been in a little longer than you guys, and there was a point where it's like, okay, I've finished the game and not died once. Holy cow, you know? I think the first time I died in one of the previous patches was I was playing a game actually with Epsana, and I wasn't paying attention to the mobs as closely as I should have been, and actually died in that, and that was one of the first times I died, if not the first. And I was like, oh, well, look at that. <laughs> you know? You can die.
0: Yeah, I just wanted to see what dying was like as well because, (laughs) you know, it's not gonna happen when I'm playing the game proper. But you know, sure, I'll I'll test it out in the beta. Exactly.
1: Yeah, exactly and I think I died another time too I was playing with um, I was playing with Sean and with Medros when we were going after the skeleton King and I died in there <laughs> and um, that was kind of like oh really yeah um, yeah the skeleton yeah. King
0: definitely hits harder now you actually yeah. you actually when he does that uh swingy swingy you you got to get out of that because otherwise uh get hit by it twice and you you could probably die especially if there's some skeletons up
1: yeah, and if you're playing like well, you know the demon hunter, you want to be farther away, and it's not as easy to get there. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's a fun game.
0: I really cannot wait until May fifteenth. And wait, why am I looking forward to May fifteenth again? Release date. Oh right, right. Release date. We have a release date.
1: <laughs> we have a release date. May fifteenth. Hashtag oh my
0: God. Uh, release date. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I have a release. <laughs> As I look at my uh, Diablo 3 calendar above my computer monitor and see that it's March and my second favorite class ever now, the Barbarian, Jen, you, you did a little write-up on who is Mr. March, and I, I, I don't know why I would bring up Barbarian in March.
1: Hmm, yeah, Barbarian in March, I don't know. <laughs> But yeah, there is um, there is a large picture of a very mean-looking barbarian on the calendar for March, and I was trying to figure out, you know, who who exactly is this barbarian? I knew it was a barbarian, and I knew it was a player class that was pretty obvious from from the beginning. But trying to track down like exactly where this piece of artwork came from was a little bit more difficult than I anticipated. This particular barbarian came from uh, a picture that was released. Oh, I'd have to look at exactly what I wrote. It was released on... Um, let's see where we're at here. It's like... It wasn't exactly, like, concept art. But it was just this Barbarian that was released on the... Uh, let's see. The Diablo Facebook page in 2010. With some other pieces of Diablo two artwork. That's where this thing comes from. But the full picture that's on the calendar I couldn't find anywhere online. But they've superimposed this guy over... Um, a really beautiful cityscape kind of it's got mountains in the background that's the city of I'm not going to pronounce this right Ura? is that it U-R-E-H how do you say this anybody know that's that's what it is in the background though yep And I haven't been able to figure out exactly why they superimposed the Barbarian over this particular city, or if it was just because it was so cool, you know, that they had to do it. And um, they had to put it somewhere. The city didn't make it into the game. I think they were anticipating doing that at one point. In 2009, Jay Wilson said in an interview that they, they actually had to remove the city from the game in order to, you know, get the game out sooner, so maybe they just really wanted to put the artwork somewhere in the calendar. Anyway, you know, maybe it'll appear later in the game, but it's kind of strange. You've got this like really superimposed barbarian who's very close to the to the frame essentially, in, in the in the artwork and the city's in the background, and you don't even get to see the whole barbarian. But if you look at the back of the calendar, they've got almost the same image, but he's not as cropped. You can like see almost almost his feet, you know. Mm-hmm. And in the the image in the calendar, it's he's sort of not quite cut off at the knees, but pretty close. So I don't know, it was kind of like I can't figure out aesthetically what the decisions were with these choices, but it's kind of what I was trying to track down to figure out uh, who Mr. March was, even though we all knew it was a barbarian.
0: From from a design standpoint, uh, I, I can answer as to why they made sure that he was up front and large was because he's the defining feature of March, so they wanted him to be prominent in, in the frame, so...
1: I guess that works. He's kind of overlapping some of the borders and things like that. But it just seemed odd that, you know, you've got him on the back of the calendar where he's still very prominent, but you see more of him. So why? Yeah. You know, I don't know. It was interesting.
0: Well, some of our astute listeners might actually notice that uh, the cityscape of Uri. Uri?
1: I've never heard it pronounced. I don't know how to say it. (laughs) Somebody
0: please write us you're a right. yeah there we go yeah we'll, we'll go with that that sounds good um that's the uh that's the uh picture that i used in in our album art mm-hmm. and and yeah
1: because it's beautiful
0: tweaked some of the tweaked some of the settings made it made it very very glowy but anyways yeah so yeah. we have a lengthy interview um with our good friend and diablo 2 mechanics and everything he's a savant <laughs> almost
1: he is a font of knowledge yes and and
0: yeah our good friend lantonio and it, i believe i believe the interview runs about 50 minutes so before we get into that let us do our audible ad which uh you know i still haven't signed up but i i've been meaning to do it it's just i haven't had time but um you can sign up at audibletrial.com slash Diablo for a free 30-day trial. And that includes uh, the digital editions of the Wall Street Journal and the... New York Times. Oh, New York Times. Yes. New York Times. I was about to say New York Times, but I was I was like hesitant.
1: I always remember New York Times, and then I forget Wall Street Journal. Yeah. So.
0: <laughs> for some, it balances. Yeah, for some reason, I always remember the Wall Street Journal. But anyways. And uh, you get one credit per month, and one credit is usually... The equivalent of one audiobook. There are a few that are two credits, and there are over a hundred thousand se- selections to choose from. And uh, it runs fourteen ninety-five a month normally, but I believe that the seven ninety-five per month for your first three months is still in effect. Still need to check that. Um, <laughs> so yes, go to audibletrial.com/diablo for your free audible trial today. And tonight we are joined by. Well, you've, you've heard him a couple of times on our gaming podcast, The uh, Gaming Nights. He's our, he's our font of knowledge of everything that is Diablo II hardcore, at least. He's the little bit of, of our show that uh, brings some legitimacy to our Diablo II heritage. So it, in, ca- in case you're, you haven't listened to those, then let me just properly introduce our guest, L'Antonio, how are you doing this evening? Pretty good. How about yourself? Well, I'm not drinking, but uh, t- I do believe that uh, Jen and Brescia might be partaking a little bit. I... Well, we'll have
3: a cyber cheers together then. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. With, cheers! With, with the magic of uh, podcasting, we're recording this on St. Paddy's Day, so...
1: So we should be saying Sláinte instead of cheers.
0: What, what is Sláinte? <laughs> it's so cheers scared. in Gaelic. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> So, yes, yeah, so... Let's get this interview started. So, L'Antonio, we, we know that you are huge into Diablo 2, but I don't think we've ever properly... Well, I mean, obviously not in the context of doing a gaming night, we haven't asked this question, but what is your history with the Diablo franchise?
3: Well, let's see. Basically, my uh, my uncle, when I was... I, don't know, I had to have been really young, because I'm only 24 now, so I've been playing... Diablo 2 came out... I played before Diablo 2 came out, because I remember waiting for that. So I was probably like literally nine or 10 when I started playing Diablo 1. My uncle would head the game at his house and I would always go to his house and he was like the one uncle that had all the electronics, you know, the Nintendo, Super Nintendo and the computer that we could always play on. He'd always be playing Diablo 1 and I, at that age I tried to understand it but I didn't really get it that well yet. But eventually I bought the game um, or convinced my parents to buy me the game and I played it. I got it to work on an old time Mac. I can't remember, it was real a pain to do it. And once I got Diablo 1 about halfway through, I started seeing previews for Diablo 2. Because I don't know how, the, how long Diablo 1 had already been out since before I started playing it. But I beat that one all the way through, that and Hellfire and all that, and got all that done. And was pretty excited, started playing Diablo 2 just by myself, single player. And I got through the whole story. I introduced my brother-in-law to Diablo 2 and we both kind of just went through, or He I think he played as a Barbarian. And I, I played as a necromancer to start out with, like a little summoning necromancer is what I ended up making. And, you know, we started talking about who could beat who and stuff like that. And we didn't even know what Battle.net was at the time. But we figured out that, you know, you could make your own online characters and start playing. And it's like as soon as we started playing online and being able to see what the trade systems were and what how the social system was, because it was my first online game pretty much, just kind of got hooked in it and never stopped. Well, stopped a few times, but not pretty much. Never stopped.
0: <laughs> did you play Diablo 2 when it first came out, or was, or was that kind of a after the fact?
3: It was. It was kind of after it came out because I hadn't finished Diablo One yet. But I, I did remember um, D two. Like they said, it was going to be coming out, but I wasn't. Into everything and smarts with computers because I don't even think we had internet, yeah, like a lot of internet, anything that we could really get our hands on other than like the library. So I didn't get overly excited for it at the time, so I wasn't like oh, release date, you know. But I remember before I even finished originally finished D2, Lord of Destruction was already out. So if that could give you a good range of time, it wasn't out for that long, but I know mm-hmm. that it was pretty. At least a few months into it, before I started.
0: It sounds like you definitely st- were playing Diablo 2 while it was at its at its peak.
3: Pretty much, I don't think there was much difference. I know they were still patching it. I mean, not that they ever stopped patching it, but it was still getting a few of the, the bad nicks and crannies out of it when I started it. And a lot of people said, oh, you just missed this bad stuff. You just missed this, so you should be good now, and not have to worry about that. Uh, there was a lot of overpowering for like pvP that they fixed I guess mm-hmm. when I first started so that was nice
2: <laughs> were you still um your brother still playing at all
3: my brother-in-law doesn't play as much as I do anymore mm-hmm. basically what he does is he's kind of like a seasonal player he he plays when it's not football season and back when we used to play because mm-hmm. like I said we've been doing this for on and off for eight years he didn't have his daughter you know and now he's you know had his his daughter and she gets all the attention. So even when he does have off, you know, when he's not into football, cause he goes crazy with fantasy football, he has more time to, to play. But me, you know, being up until just recently, you know, I was always single. I could do whatever I wanted. I, uh, I played like crazy and I got to the point where I would just play, 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 play mostly ladder seasons. And mm-hmm. then when the ladder season would be done, I'd usually either go on to non ladder and before it got to be a big deal, I'd try to sell items and then it got a big deal with Blizzard where they didn't want us anybody selling, you know, except for a couple of the contracted websites. So nowadays I would just give it away like via I made up my little a little game that I would do where I like I got into reading like a, a couple of the original Diablo books and I would use questions like play a little trivia giveaway game to get rid of my old items and then start again.
0: That's cool. That's awesome. yeah, yeah, that's I, how
3: I'd keep myself going.
0: I love the fact that you didn't just like give it away. You're like, no, you you actually have to kind of earn all this cool equipment.
3: Yeah, it was funny though because I remember doing that. Actually, was kind of, I don't know, it contradicted its meaning a little bit because oh, there's usually I you know you can only let eight people in a game, right? So six people wouldn't know what I was talking about. Two people would, so I might as well just give it in to them and left. <laughs> you No. <know? laughs> So I would I would basically have like, let's say, Jen would come into the game and I'd be off talking about the Sin War and she'd probably know everything and the rest of us wouldn't know anything. You know what I mean? Or maybe if you guys have read it now, I don't know if you ever haven't, but so that was fun.
0: Let me bring it back just a, just a couple minutes here. You had to convince your parents to buy Diablo. I can't imagine <laughs> how how that happened. I mean, clearly your parents must not be, you know, Bible thumpers. <laughs>
3: because... No. See, I guess maybe it came off a little wrong. I didn't have to convince them to let me play it. My dad was big on paying for video games. Like, he would be like, either you earn it yourself or it better be your birthday or something. Because he wouldn't just go out and buy a video game. He'd go out and buy us a- me and my brothers and sisters, whatever, he'd go and buy us, you know, baseball glove, something to play outside. But he wasn't real too big with me getting into the computers, you know, so or video games. So he would always want us to do something else. But eventually, enough begging and stuff like that, I just eventually got it. I think it was, I think it actually was for a birthday or Christmas or some holiday. But no, my folks never cared about any you know, of that stuff. I, I I wasn't very sheltered growing up.
0: I hate to derail the interview, but I have to share this little antidote. My mother-in-law, the devout Jehovah Witness that she is, I bought, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I apologize to the listeners, this isn't totally uh, Diablo related, but there was uh, I, I bought a figure, it was one of those uh, Final Fantasy premium figures uh, of a summon of Diablo, Diablo, oh my goodness, I can't even say its name right now. Diablo? It, it was <laughs> Diablo bolos yeah diablo yeah that's i don't know why i'm i'm tripping over that but whatever anyways it one day went missing all of a sudden and it turns out that my mother-in-law she uh well she claims that she burned it in effigy but she just threw it away
1: if you take a figure that you feel represents the devil and you burn it in effigy i wonder what exactly you're doing there you know I know. That's she... Kind of odd, but yeah, that's. I think what you're trying to say is she uh, was not pleased by the Diablo reference in the name of the character.
0: Yeah, it was. I mean, it was a present, and uh, I, I felt bad, but oh well. You know, that's my mother-in-law, so. <laughs> to each their own. Mm-hmm. Indeed.
1: Yep. I was wondering, Antonio. You said, if I, if I heard you correctly, you said that your uncle started playing Diablo first, and that's when you first heard about it, right?
3: Yeah, I had an uncle who was kind of a kind of a gamer guy. I always would go to his house when I was younger. It was my aunt, my real blood aunt's husband. Um, he would always have the computer. And he. Had, I remember he played like Heroes of Might and Magic all the time and I always used to think that was so cool. Um, mm-hmm. Like civilization. And then one day he had Diablo and he was showing me. And I was kind of stubborn. I, when I was really, really little, the first game I think I ever gotten, was like Mortal Kombat. That's all I ever wanted to play. And he tried to show me other games, and I didn't like any of it, you know? (laughs) But, and I was stubborn, didn't want to play nothing, but he would always be like, try this out, you know? And, you know, Diablo, if you're not someone who wants to get into the game, at first it can be a little bit difficult to get into, because it does go kind of slow. You do get beat up a lot when you not know what you're doing, even if you're on normal the first playthrough. Especially Diablo 1 was definitely a lot harder to start out than Diablo 2 was. Like, going through that, I remember I would always... I'd play the first two dungeons of the cathedral, I think is what it was when you first go down in Tristram. I would get like to the butcher, get rocked, and I would never want to play anymore. And eventually I got, I think, I got a little bit more into it, like I have a drive to beat it. And I started getting ahead, but every time I would leave his house, you know, I would, wouldn't be able to play. So I really, really wanted to play my own game. And finally, once I got it, I started over and played my own game. And I remember... I had to start that game over, like, ten times. That one was so much... I don't know if you guys thought the same thing, but that was so much harder than the second one was. The actual, just playing it by yourself straight through. Yeah. It was definitely a
1: challenge, that's for sure. Does your uncle still play any of the Diablo games, and is he at all excited about the upcoming release of Diablo 3?
3: Nah, he's kind of lost this since then. I mean, that was... 12 years ago. He doesn't play much video games anymore. He played Diablo 2 by himself. He never got online. He was Mm. never someone that wants to play with other people. So I think really the hardcore people that stayed with D2 for instance probably were the online players. I would accept, assume. You know, because if you didn't play online, nothing really new happened and you can't, you can only find your own stuff so often. I like it. I mean, I personally couldn't play single player that long. I don't think if there wasn't the online aspect, you know, of rushing and trading, then it wouldn't mean as much to me, you know?
0: Yeah, not not to mention that it's also, once you get to Nightmare, it gets prohibitively, you know, difficult, or at at least prohibitively inefficient to solo. Plus to
3: mention my... Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to plus to mention my uncle became a little bit of an alcoholic so he doesn't really do much besides that. Oh. <laughs> oh that's
1: sad. <laughs> yeah, it oh. was.
3: When I was little I did kind of look up to him because of the gaming thing but that kind of went away. Yeah. Mm.
0: Well, maybe he can lose himself to Diablo instead of the bottle.
3: But... Yeah, I'm sure he'll get Diablo 3 and probably look at it but he lost his job and that's why he became kind of an mm. LP and he... Got a new job now, and I guess it's doing better. But
1: you oh, know, good. some no, people
3: are not. just that way. So whatever.
1: Well, it's good he's mm. doing a little better now.
2: Yeah. Antonio, I was wondering, uh, what kind of car- what character classes did you like to play the most, like in Diablo 2? And what okay. was like your favorite build?
3: My favorite character to play was the first one I ever played, and it still is my favorite. Just to mess around with is the summoning necromancer. To me, there's just nothing better than having a ton of skellies and a ton of revives just mm-hmm. on I'm crestfallen I
0: yeah. yeah, love <laughs> that no I'm just kidding what, what did you say? I'm crestfallen oh. <laughs> I was really pulling for that lightning sorceress as your answer but...
3: okay, well let me continue <laughs> with the question though um, <laughs> I'm playing online I am totally going to admit that the lightning source for quite a while was just the powerhouse like i said i don't personally think she was as fun as playing the girl. but when it comes to you know mfing killing people in two seconds that's just fine when it comes to pvp i would say the amazon the bow amazons were pretty much unstoppable i never got beat with the ones that i designed strictly for pvp pretty much once i had that system down i would make if i, I did like pvp twice i think and I was nuts when it come to PvP when I got into it. I did two types of PvP. I did one you know, for like, get as high a level as you can and get as strong a level as you can. And then we would do a thing called low level dueling, which we would take the lowest level, which was level nine and make the strongest guy you could at level with level nine. So then we would battle our level nines. And it was funny cause we got so good with our low level duels that we could take level nines and PvP beat like level fifties that they couldn't even hurt us. And they couldn't figure out how they couldn't hurt us. It was wow. crazy. Yeah,
0: That's crazy. I mean, logistically, that shouldn't be possible.
3: <laughs> it's very possible if you're not playing someone who has like awesome gear. I'm not saying we could let level nine beat someone who's like decked out. Let's say you are a Lightning Sorcerer, Navic. Um, and you got all your halfway decent gear and you're shooting 12K damage at me. It's likely you're gonna probably stop me. But I guarantee, if I could get my character close to you, I can hit you and kill you with one hit.
0: It's so interesting how how math can be strange like that. Because <laughs> I mean, <laughs> numerically, it just it shouldn't be possible. Level nine against a level fifty. But then again, you know, it really depends on the character. But at level nine, you don't even have access to everything. But
1: uh,
3: yeah. Well, lots of it would be, for instance. uh, If I could make a really powerful Necromancer that would do Iron Maiden and I could make Iron Maiden at level one can pretty much do just as much Iron Maiden at level 100. It might say it's changing, but it's really not. The only thing that changes in the actual game was the size of the spell that was casted. And if you were any kind of melee damage and you hit Iron Maiden on you, it just directly goes right back to him. Yeah. So there is... (laughs) <laughs> Damn, right there, you hit me, you're hitting me with your damage. Right there. So, that was cool. And then was another one, I can't quite remember what the spell was. Or the curse, I mean. That you could do the same thing with magic. You can convert magic back to that person. Damage. So that would hurt them too. I'm trying wow. to remember
0: what that was. What that one was called. I, I can't recall right now. And I'm sure all the hardcore listeners who may be sticking with us a little bit to see if we're... Or, you know what? If we still have any really hardcore listeners that are that are looking down at us, they're probably just continuing to listen just just for the comedic value of, of our lack of knowledge.
3: <laughs> that, well, what okay. I would have to say to them is that they, you know, it doesn't matter if you get everything right. If you're playing a game to be for life, I don't think you should play it. If you're playing for fun, you're just like we're talking for fun, it's not mm-hmm. meant to be. Set in stone and written in hieroglyphics for the ancients about or the people beyond to come back someday and you know do historian
0: things on us. <laughs> yeah. So great point. We we were gonna the the next question that I have in the outline we've almost completely covered. So I'm, I'm gonna try to figure out how to work out a different follow up question to all that. I I have an idea you did some pvp but it was mainly dueling and but when you're doing the high level dueling what mm-hmm. was your favorite class to play
3: the amazon and that would amazon. be the bow the bow amazon so the bow is on mm-hmm. um basically i would do if do you know what the strafe spill was you guys remember what that one was it was like a it was like a kind of like a single shot but it would shoot like one error could split into like a whole bunch of arrows, not the ones that would go make a big wide range, but it would go keep go straight, but it would be like do 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 do, like straight off of one arrow. And um, it would also, I can't remember, no, that's guided error would actually follow you, but this one would just, it would look like you're shooting a little machine gun of arrows, right? And I would make the Amazon so particular that, because one I think you guys discussed this before, there never used to be re you know, Correct. so you would have to literally. I think, Braja, I think you talked about how you wouldn't spend a point for so long until you knew where you needed it. Exactly. Right? I knew exactly mm-hmm. where to put, I've always known exactly where to put my skill points with pr- prerequisites and synergies and stuff like that. So, how this skill affects that skill to make everything stronger. But I would, mm-hmm. the biggest thing to do to make, get you know, that little bit more strength in the game was always where to put each point of. Vitality, Strength, Dexterity, you know? Um, I know that every single class, whether you're a Source or a Barbarian, you never, ever need to put a point on mana. Every single class build can get mana just fine That's once you get a high level. So I never would waste any points on mana. It'd be really hard to start out with, because, you know, if anything that has mana, you drain two seconds, but I would just be pumping the potions. But later on, having that man, sometimes that two points of health could save you, because you have two hit points left. When the other person doesn't, but the last times I basically what I would do is I would take an Amazon and I'd make a build called an Archon plate, and that Archon plate would be like ethereal. You take these gems that you find, and some gems have like three different sets of like I think one was, I haven't done it in so long. Um, it's damage, attack rating, and. strength dexterity i I can't exactly i know if like you said if it's hardcore listeners gonna be like no you need this this and this but i used to know (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. exactly what it was but we do that and the guys would just get so powerful and then i would have charms for strength a lot of charms for like strength dexterity, this and that because with the amazon i don't know if you guys ever noticed but if you have more or less base strength than the item you're wearing, but because of all your, you know, your synergies and everything, you'll say my actual base strength is 55, but with all the extras I have boosted, um, it's 105. If you're wearing an item that's 105, you can still wear it, but to everyone else, you wouldn't even see that you're wearing anything. So I would make my guys so that everyone around me would see, like I'm just a naked Amazon throwing like an arrow at someone. So it would look like you're just like shooting arrows out of your hand. It would be really <laughs> oh, cool. And everyone would that. think I was real weak. And I'd walk out before everyone started knowing how to do this, of course. I'd walk mm, out and yeah. I'd be shooting arrows out of my hand, you know, taking people down. And I'd be like, you can't even beat me. I'm not even wearing any armor.
0: I'm sure they would be like, hacks, hacks. Yeah.
3: Yeah, we had stuff like that all the time. <laughs> I, I've been called a cheater, a hacker. You no, know, I'm just like. I wouldn't know the first thing about hacking if i tried so whatever
0: <laughs> yeah well here here's a good follow-up question how did you come to learn all all the inner intricacies of the game and or you know where did you get all this information was it did, were there any websites or was it just through conversing with other players that were well in the know or are you just really good at, at um you know what's the word that i'm looking for breja uh the numbers um. Yeah. Theory crafting. Yes. Theory, that, yep. Yeah.
3: Well, I I would say it's just make sure I got your question. Right. You want to know who kind of taught me how
0: to make the builds, right? Well, just basically, how did you come by all this knowledge? Because I okay. mean, you're
3: basically what happened. I did you know a lot of playthroughs on my own where I didn't really know what was good, and I would think I'm really good. I'd go to hell mode, and I'd get stopped, and then got really frustrated. So I, what I did is I sat down and read every and I took the character I wanted to be, which at the time happened to be a hammered in. I wanted to make a hammered in. And I knew all these people would just rock through hell. That's the only reason I wanted to be a hammered-in is so I could get through hell because I knew everyone was beating it without, with ease. And I'm like, but I never knew exactly what points to put where. And I'm sitting here and I, I kept asking people, but I have to say a lot of the community people were real, they're like the jerks, you know? You ask them something and they don't tell you. They'd rather call you a noob and laugh than, you know, just help you out. So I, I did, you know, some of the times I did get a lot. I'm not going to say I never got anything from the community. But most of the time I would kind of figure it out on myself. The first thing I ever figured out was a hammer, which luckily was a lot more self-explanatory of a build. Um, because when you, I laid out every single one of the skills. And I, you know, I had the Diablo skill guide book and I'm looking at what pre-rewhacks everything and what could possibly make each thing better. And, you know, I, I realized that, hey, blessed aim, you know, helps this, even with it not being on. Concentration helps the hammers. And then I figured out which, I felt like the biggest noob when I first figured out how to put devil spells out. I basically would have an aura on my right and I used my hammer on my left and I had no melee anymore. And it took me so long to figure that out, I felt really dumb, like, oh, duh. <laughs> but, um, for instance, for ones like that, a lot of them were pretty simple. And then, you know, I'd, I'd talk to a guy that says, well, I'm doing 14k damage and I'm only doing 10. And I'd say, "What?" then that, I would, you know, use the community to help me get a little bit more of a boost. Lots of times it would end up being, you know, just get a skill charm and that'll help you get that little bit of a boost because um, basically most of the builds are pretty self-explanatory When you once you figure out how to do one you can go into the other ones and figure out how to do them because you just got to look at them and they all say what helps the other thing you just find what all things that help that and add it to it you know the only thing you got to be careful for is some skills not all of them but some skills they'll say that it's helping more but because of how Blizzard bounced the game they don't actually go up for instance, um, if you have a necromancer and you want to um, put summon resistance on your skeletons and on your golems, uh, if you actually read it, it'll say, I think the highest is like 65% or something like that. So if you keep leveling up into that level or to that thing, that skill, you're eventually just giving skills away because you can't actually go higher than that. Even if you put mm-hmm. a skill point in, it's not doing anything. So that's the only thing you really had to, had to be careful for. When it comes to PvP, that was PvM. When it comes to PvP, like my Amazon build, for instance, mm-hmm. complete lucky day of finding the nicest guy I've ever met. His name was Abel. And I used to play with him all the time. And I don't know where he got his info, but he was smart. And every question I had about any build, he seemed to know. And he taught me how to build PvP Amazons. And i always thought yeah there's got to be other skills that other other classes that people could be even better but i personally never ever got beat i would never get beat i would always come in and be the one guy that i won't get mad at because i got that five points more damage you know the only person that could beat me would be able you know so that was really kind of a coincidence you know but that's the only pvp I ever really played and then i got into the forums later on and so on and did you know checked out guides for building guides and stuff and tried this that and a bunch of different builds
0: so I have a quick question that Amazon that, that or that guy that you met his name was Abel mm-hmm. did you ever create a character called Kane no for <laughs> Kane
3: and Abel <laughs> oh. <laughs> I didn't really even catch that you were going joke there so I felt really stupid <laughs> after you
2: said that there's <laughs> uh, sneaking up on us again <laughs> I thought
3: he was like serious. I was like, "What?" <laughs> wow.
0: Well, you know, I'm. I guess I'm the. I'm the soberest of of all all of us tonight. So. <laughs> uh,
2: oh, there we go.
0: But, uh, also, there's a lot of times when things are funnier in my head than. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Hi, Prilian
3: if she's it's listening her, uh, funniness. if more than one person laughs it's funny so it
2: works yep. there we go <laughs> <laughs> um, Antonio what is? what would you think would be your fondest moment in your gameplay of Diablo 2 so far
3: okay I think I started telling you guys in a game night about a thing that's called the world event um, that's mm-hmm. like the name that was given to it and, and basically what it is is every now and then When so many, well, this is how Blizzard put it, when so many Stone of Jordans were sold to merchants, which who gives up their Stone of Jordans if anybody knows who those are, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Well, the reason they did this actually became, to make a long story short, is Stone of Jordans began becoming duped, okay? It's because they were the currency, so everyone with the hackers would actually dupe them, and there were Mm -hmm. billions of them out there. Okay, so what Blizzard did to counteract this is, which is actually really smart, they decided to make uh, another version of Diablo, is basically, you would sell your Stone of Jordans, and when so many Stone of Jordans, completely random, were sold to the merchants, that server, every game on that whole server, would pop what's called Uber Diablo. That was the rumor that it had to do with Stone and Jordans, but I swear and everyone still believes that it was just randomly popped by um, Blizzard servers were just randomly, you know, picked and popped to set it off. Because sometimes up in the corner of your screen you'll have a little message that says, you know, ten thousand Stone and Jordans have been sold to merchants. And then you'll get like two more of the messages and then on your screen will shake and it'll say, Diablo now walks the earth. Okay. And basically me and my brother-in-law never had that happen to us, but we had all these people tell us about it. And we just really, really, really wanted it to happen because it's like the only thing. I had the item that you get from killing Uber because I've traded for it, but I've never mm-hmm. seen it myself. And I'll never forget it. one One night, I was sleeping over at my brother-in-law's house and my sister's house, and I'm on the couch, and we left our computers both on, like, two laptops and a desktop, and, like, all three of them loaded with Diablo. We're all sitting in, like, three different games. And this was how we were gonna get Diablo to pop. We would leave our computers open all night in a game and hope we get lucky, pretty much. And night. we did this, I'm telling you, like a month. I don't know, not every night, honestly, but a lot of times we just leave our computers running all night with Diablo in a private game or open game, it doesn't matter. It can happen in each, either one. Well, it was, I don't know, 4.30 in the morning. I just went to bed on one of our binge nights of playing Diablo. And my brother-in-law is crazy. He could go to bed at four, he could go to bed at midnight, it doesn't matter. He gets up at like seven o'clock every day. I hear him shuffling around downstairs and I don't know if it was cause he was tired or what, but he just like Diablo popped. I was like, <laughs> just like that, completely <laughs> non-excited. <laughs> no and I'm just, I'm half asleep and I'm just, huh? He's like, Gabble popped on your computer. I'm like, whatever, dude. Because <laughs> I'm asleep just thinking he's totally messing with me, or he'd be so much more excited, you know? And he's like, all right, don't believe me. And he went upstairs. Like, I was like, what the heck? <laughs> and I kept sitting there, sitting there and I was, I couldn't fall asleep. I'm like, he didn't even come back downstairs, you know? I couldn't think of what he, he's like, he thought that I didn't give a crap, so he's just like, fine, then I don't care, and he went back upstairs. So I get up, I look at my screen, and sure as heck, Diablo popped, and I'm like, are you kidding me? You know, I'm freaking out, because I was so excited that I was going to be able to fight Diablo and get an Annalise's charm. And Oh, wow. And I, sc- I screamed for him upstairs, and he's like, oh, now you're excited. I'm like, yeah, well, I thought you were kidding, because... That, and it's just a really big moment. It was like one of the biggest things, you know, that happened that's completely at random, so that's why it makes you lucky. Well, of course, then I find out, after all that, Diablo's really, really tough. (laughs) (laughs) And I can't tell you how many characters, okay? So it's really nice playing Diablo 2 if you die, if you have a second computer. Because if you're playing that, you can use it to go into the game on your second computer, and retrieve your body you know clear out the area so that you can get your body back because in hell mode you lose experience unless you go back and pick up your body and when you get to like level 95 i think was where we were at at the time getting experience is a pain and to lose that much experience i don't want to do 50,000 more bail runs to get up to level 96 when i could have you know just not went and got my body so i have to say we've had six dead guys out there by the time and these are all like level 95 guys that we thought could kill anything. Finally, for some odd reason, I picked my smiter last. And my smiter crushes him, but it's because he, he has no melee damage, doesn't hurt him. And I don't mean, know why I didn't pick him right away, but we finally got him. And, and for any of you who don't know what the Analysis Charm is, it's a small charm, it fits in one square. It gives you one to all your skills, five to 10% experience gain and it also has i think it's it's either resistance or stats i can't remember which one it is that it gives you so many of
2: oh that's pretty powerful
3: yeah the thing was awesome you know you can only, it's so powerful that you can only have one per character it's like a geeds charm or a, yep. nowadays torch you can only have one per character because otherwise you could stuff your you know with that and it kind of off balance the game but yeah it was. It was super exciting because we had talked about it and even joked about it in the past where I would go to his computer. I would be like, oh, my God, Diablo popped. And he'd bolt down the stairs from upstairs. You know, I could whisper it. He'd (laughs) bolt down the stairs. Then it actually happens. And he's just like, I don't know. I was still half asleep or something. he's just like, Diablo popped. (laughs) I was like... How do you not be more excited about that? If I came down, I don't care if I had slept for five minutes, I checked my computer and I would have saw that, you know, because this was the first time we got it to do it. I would have just been astounded because at the time, this is one of the times where we were just hardcore playing. And I'm not saying playing hardcore mode, but playing hardcore every day. And I used to bring it to class and play when I was supposed to be paying attention, you know? <laughs> no, <of course. laughs> but I would be going crazy. You know, have it in a little windowed mode and then we text my laptop because every now and then my professor would come around the corner, you know, and make sure we're not doing anything and minimize that real quick. (laughs) (laughs) It was like we started a chain of events from there. I don't know if we were just lucky for a good month, but I think we got them in our game 10 to 15 times in the next month. And then after that, never again. Never, and that was probably over three years now. It passed since the last time it's happened to me. And over the last three years, I haven't played a ton. I still play at least probably on and off all year round. I mean, I played tonight a little bit before I, you know, started talking here. I still have a lot of stuff to do and that I like doing. But yeah, never, never again. Wow. So and it, it's not stopped. They still do it. You know, we used to basically go make a. I had a whole account full of because you can only have one on each character. So mm-hmm. I would transfer it to to normal, and then put one on a character, and then I use a character like a normal, and trade it away for something. Because a lot of people couldn't, could, and, and never could beat um, Uber. So you know they'd have to trade for it, and you get really good stuff for it too. But now mm-hmm. there's so many of them, of course, out over the years. So many of them that they're not as worth it anymore, neither.
2: That is something else.
1: That is pretty exciting. I wanted to go back to something you said earlier. You were saying that you would do games where you're asking trivia questions from the Diablo books mm-hmm. so I know you've read at least some of them I was wondering which ones have you read and which ones did you like like what did you like about them
3: yeah I've read Legacy of Blood I read um it's the second one's the Dark Road right I c- yep. can't mm-hmm. yeah okay the Dark Road I read um Kingdom of Shadows and Moon of the Spider and right now I'm about halfway through that uh, book of Cain and then I have the whole Sin War I'm gonna read too
1: which one's your yeah. favorite
3: so far? Um, Kingdom of Shadows is by far the best. I don't know. Have you read that one yet?
1: I have. It's been a lot of years though since I read it. Yeah. I have. Mm-hmm.
3: But, I don't know... I really, really liked Moon of the Spider as well. Cause like, you, actually Richard was saying when you interviewed him How he loves Zale and Humbart. Those mm-hmm. two characters are awesome to me too. I, I named my cat Zale. Oh my after,
1: gosh. <laughs> after
3: Zale. So, I mean that's how much I like them.
1: They're really fun. They're some of the most interesting characters in the whole series. I don't
3: know what you thought about Legacy of Blood, Jen, but I can barely remember it because I think that's the one I liked the least.
1: It's the one, I know I've read it before, I couldn't remember anything from it between then and now. I'm reading it again right now. Uh, It has to do with the Armor of Bartok.
3: Oh, okay, I remember Mm the Blood Blood Armor of Bartok. There's some demon in it. I don't think this would be spoiling anything just by saying a name. but
1: No, I don't think it'll spoil anything.
3: Made my own name up and what is Was it like a Xavier or something?
1: It was, I think it's Zazex or something like that.
3: Zazex? Yeah, I remember. Um... I couldn't even read it. I was just like, I'll call him Mr. X.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's like two X's in the name and a Z and it's really, it's kind yeah. of strange, but it fits the character really well.
3: Dark Road was, it was pretty good. It just I'm guessing because it was a different author, it, you could really tell it just—it didn't feel like a Diablo book, really, to me. Yeah, I know. What I don't you know. Mean. That
1: was kind of my impression when I went from one to the other—that there was a distinct good, stylistic difference between the two writers.
3: Like, good story, I would say, but just not. Yeah, just it didn't. I didn't feel. I felt like I was reading a different brand. I didn't feel like I was reading Diablo. I mean, there's a couple talks of Diablo in it, but not a lot, you know.
1: Yeah, it was just a different stylistic
0: take. Different author, mm-hmm. you know, different yeah. flavor. Yeah. yeah. Well, wait, no, as, as soon as you mentioned that you named your cat Zale, that reminded me of something that you mentioned in, I think, uh, our first gaming night on your level of fanboyism. Well, I don't know if fanboyism <laughs> is, is the correct <laughs> term, but you actually got yourself inked with Diablo. Well, not Diablo himself. It was what? Know. Mephisto?
3: I think I actually did send it to you guys via email. I don't know if you ever got it or not because my old computer was real um, picky on sending pictures. Sometimes it would send, sometimes it wouldn't. But I actually have a real big tattoo of Mephisto on my left arm. It goes from about my shoulder down to um, my, a little past my elbow and the forearm. Um, it's It's a bone style, all black and to me it's like awesome. <laughs>
2: That is neat.
3: how How it many actually, sessions um, it was three sessions the guy actually did it got an award for it um, for wow. creativity I don't really understand how he did because it wasn't his drawing you know I didn't know mm-hmm. if that would make a difference but probably just doing it you know being able to handle it because the, the guy when I first talked to him didn't think it was going to turn out because there's so much inner detail in the body with all the bone and everything and mm-hmm. if he actually wanted to see it um I can send a picture of the tattoo again if you don't have it but if you go to Google Images and type in uh, Mephisto you'll see like a bony black and white picture somebody drew of you know of Mephisto and it with, looks like he's got his hand up into the air with his fingers pointing back and real long horns.
0: Well we'll definitely include that in our show notes for episode 12. But uh that that's awesome.
3: Yeah, I have the the same artist that or I don't, I can't. I don't know the guy. Like I just found it on, on Google when I was looking up. Cause I knew I wanted a tattoo of Mephisto and like to kind of draw, them, but I have no artistic ability. I can, can't even draw stick people. So I, I had to find something or have someone help me match it the way I wanted. Uh, but there's a drawing of, Bale and, um, and, actual Bale and Diablos faces that I kind of wanted to do on the other arm to kind of match it up to have all three of them. Mm-hmm. So. I haven't quite got to that point yet But I'm thinking about it
0: <laughs> If you were ever to get uh, The Lord of Terror inked Would you go with the uh, Diablo 2 Diablo or would you go with uh, The the Femme Diablo From Diablo 3
3: um, I You know I don't know why everybody Calls Diablo 3 the Femme but The actual um, Diablo that I would go for The face it's I would say it looks more like Diablo 2 But it's this guy who kind of made his own drawing of it, its you know, it's a fan drawing. Mm-hmm. He, to me, looks the best. I don't know, it's like a mixture of Diablo 1 and 2. so It looks pretty cool. I'd go with that one, but I guess for the people listening who don't know what I'm talking about, I would say it probably does look closer to Diablo 3, I guess, than Diablo 2.
2: Question for you, L'Antonio, about Diablo 3, uh, mm-hmm. since we're kind of transitioning to that. All right. um, you know that The uh, release date is May 15th, finally.
1: sure do. May 15th? What? (laughs) uh,
2: (laughs) What I wanted to ask you, though, what are you most looking forward to in Diablo 3, Lantonio? Well,
3: honestly, I don't know a ton about Diablo 3 yet. Like I told you on game night, I Mm -hmm. kind of tried to keep it a big surprise. Um, What I do know about it, I guess I can answer it maybe by what character I'm looking forward to playing sure that would be good or Uh, or you
0: just say everything
3: well besides everything (laughs) i guess character i I really want to out of all them characters i really really want to check out the wizard i don't know how it is yes i do want to check out the wizard the most out of them i i'm I'm gonna do a victory lap right now okay go ahead (laughs) but on another note before you do your victory lap i also really want to see the witch doctor but because of his skills I don't know (laughs) because of his skills I don't know I'm not really big on like how you were making fun of for being like puke skills and larva (laughs) skills I I wanted some I wish there was a necromancer I like bringing back skellies I really like doing that so maybe in the expansion we'll get a necromancer yeah Mm -hmm.
2: those zombie dogs are pretty fun those
1: zombie dogs are
3: fun that's for sure but all three of you are in the beta now aren't you Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) well, nice. my nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to do the beta, I really, but now that I got my new computer and I actually have no excuse to, I mean, I could play it if I had something to, because I have something to play it on, I'm I'm really getting antsy, I really kind of do want it now, and I've actually put in a couple of those tweet things, retweets to try to get a, a beta key, because I figured if I get one, I get one, I don't, I don't, but now I'm actually kind of really wanting to get in and play <laughs>
2: Oh yeah, try it a few more times, you know anybody is giving away beta keys. I-, I feel like they're giving away like popcorn now. You know, yeah. it's just everybody wants to have a beta key, just to build up hype for the game coming out soon. But we're
3: just one thing I can say is, of course now no more D two. Might as well throw that away. Oh. <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
1: But, I think there'll man. still be people playing D2 because eventually they're going to get bored with D3 or they're going to decide that they like D2 better because they're more used to it or whatever reason. I think it'll still be played. People played it for so long, you know. Well, uh,
0: they'll they'll just play D2 out of spite because D3. You know, Bashiok's gram, or Bashiok's oh. mother can play it. <laughs> or, no, it was his grandma, right? Bashyak's grandma. That... Grand- grandmother, I can speak well tonight, but. Um... <laughs> Have another.
3: <laughs> Tell if you don't agree, though. That as soon as they all play Inferno and Hell, they're all gonna cry, because they're all making this judgment on playing normal mode. None of them. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, right? There's no hard mode in beta, is there? I think no. they
1: just started a harder mode. I haven't tried it yet. Well, I haven't it... looked for it really.
0: It's hardcore. You you can play as a hardcore character once you once you get one character up to level ten. You can you can pop over and
1: let's see what that's you, like. You but right heart. now, I mean, if you get your character to level thirteen, you're pretty much overpowering everything in the game. So that might be where they're getting the idea that oh, it's it's too easy. You Hit thirteen, and there's nothing, you know. But why
3: don't you guys let me been... ask you a question about that? Okay, sure. The only thing I was wondering is it like Diablo two where. When you go through and kill everybody, they're dead until you make a new game, or is it they respawning live? Like you can go back in, and then they're gonna be there. Or is it like Diablo 2 where that whole game, you could literally wipe everybody out in that game and they're dead. You go back, there's not more guys. Or is it, if you go back 10 minutes from now, they're gonna be back there again.
0: No, they're permanently dead, unless unless there's a a, a spawn spawn thing that you haven't killed yet.
1: Right, if you missed it the first time through. Right now, if you go through and you finish the beta, you've killed everything in the game, probably, if you've been like really diligent about making sure you got to everything. The only way to restart it and get more stuff to kill is if you exit the game and then go back in with the same character, you'll start over um, if you've just finished and completed the beta, it will start you over at the beginning point of the beta and all of the monsters and zombies and creatures and everything will be back again, but possibly mm-hmm. in a different location or in a slightly different formation
3: right mm-hmm. kind of like t2 the, is there a waypoint system in that too then or does it just make you have to go through it again there is no, a there's... waypoint system
1: but yeah. when you start over I, like... I don't remember if you still have the waypoints when you start over because they're connected to quests
0: yeah mm-hmm. i don't remember i
1: think you have to go back and get the waypoints again with mm-hmm. your your character that's now whatever level restarting the game i think you have to go back and do the quest to get the waypoints but in some cases you keep the the portal i think you keep the
3: portal because there's difficulty ratings, I'm assuming they don't, the monsters don't level with you, right? I don't know, I heard a rumor that monsters were going to level with you, and I just thought that'd be dumb, because why else would you want to MF normal to get you better geared for Nightmare, you know?
1: Well, I think what you mean by that um, might be, I noticed in the game, if you play it by yourself and you're whatever level you are, the monsters are a certain level. Now, if you get into a game where you're playing with other people, now the monsters are going to be a little bit tougher, because you've got two or three other people playing with you. Mm-hmm.
3: You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that's the same d tier. What I meant is, if you are level 1, and you go and kill everyone in the first level, mm-hmm. and you become, let's say you get a level 10, and you come back, are them all really weak now and still level 1, or do they go up to level 10 to stay with you to make the game kind of balanced? I'm guessing not, because of no. difficulties. Well, in games that have like one difficulty, for instance, they usually level with you. So I just didn't know if that would happen or not. Well, they haven't.
1: They don't like go up to level 10. But what I think I've been seeing in the beta so far, I haven't been in since the most recent patch. But what I'm seeing is you go through the same dungeon, and maybe you're running into more um, of the versions of the monsters that are like um, special or I don't know, a little more epic. They're like gold instead or whatever. Um, You're running into more of those than you did the first time through when you were level one. At least that's what Uh, I'm seeing.
3: Do you think that is just coincidence? Because I know that is coincidence, and it's just the same way in Diablo 2.
1: I don't think it's coincidence in the beta. I've played through and finished it with all of the characters and several of them a couple of times each. And I've been in the beta for a little while. I haven't been in since the very beginning, but I've been in quite a few patches now and it seems to me pretty consistent that if you go through and you finish the beta and you're at like level 10 and then you restart the beta with the same character and you go through again it seems to me like i was seeing more um you know more creatures at the same time than i did the first time through or tougher creatures you know instead like the second time around like you go through the dungeon last time and there were a couple of skeletons over here you go through it again and now there's like higher level skeletons and ones that generate stuff and like a couple of gold creatures and things like that that's what i'm seeing it seems pretty consistent to me
3: you getting the best drops on the first time around or is it that That, you think that's that's pretty random random. that's pretty random so
1: far unless it's changed in the most recent patch because i haven't gotten in since they wiped away all of the characters again but um i think that's pretty random
3: there was a huge rumor in d2 that the first time you would go through a boss for instance like the first time you'd ever played Diablo you have your best chances of a drop and I never ever saw that officially confirmed by anyone that would really make me believe it but in experience of how many times I've gone through first time with a character it seemed pretty true so uh, like that's why I was asking that
1: no it seems kind of random I've had um, characters beat a boss and you know get fairly decent loot I've had others beat the same boss and end up with a rare item you know it's just kind of
0: yeah, well, I mean the beta is only I mean, technically it only takes you up to level nine in yeah. you, you grind out to the imposed cap of level thirteen in the beta, so
1: And that's as high as you can get. It sticks at that point. Mm-hmm.
0: And, yeah. Yeah. And it's I, probably I, still a fun little test though. Oh yeah. Oh definitely. Yeah. yeah I okay. I was far more anxious to get into the beta before I found out that they weren't gonna open up the entire game. But then again, they opened up the entire game that just you know that introduces the ability to get burned out on the game before it actually goes live and that would right. not be fun exactly but, exactly okay. but um before we close this out Antonio, i, mm-hmm. I know that you're probably going to create at least one of everything but what character class is going to be the last the one that you're least looking forward to creating the one that that you're probably either not going to do or do last
3: the monk The monk (laughs) Mm -hmm. it was pretty simple answer i don't i don't know it doesn't seem appealing to me really i never liked the monk and the first diablo it's probably a lot different i know but it just i even watching the trailer i just wasn't excited for it but like i said i don't know a lot about it maybe i will like it i never ever thought i'd like an amazon at all i hated boeing i don't like any kind of bows and when i played d2 actually built an amazon good ended up loving it so you never know
0: yeah mm. well i well what, what am i saying i never hated barbarians barbarians <laughs> are awesome <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but okay so lantonio is there is there anything that you want to plug or i i mean we we know that you're on twitter as lantonio but is there anything else that you have up on the web or anything else that you want to uh draw attention to it doesn't have to be yours specifically i I suppose if you don't have anything but
3: so yeah i don't i don't have a lot of or any kind of area i want to plug for instance of like my own website or anything like that or business wise but
0: you you should um, you should create a diablo blog you really should
3: yeah I'm not a good writer, though. I, I don't know. Maybe I could just write something about it and just talk and have someone else write it. <laughs> well,
1: the way to get better at writing is to keep doing it. So.
3: Right. Well, I don't know. I don't think I don't know how to write. I just... When I sit and write, try to write something, it's like, hmm, what do I write about? But if I, I do it at random... Yeah.
0: I guarantee hmm. with your knowledge, you'll get you'll get a lot of readers. It's
3: mm-hmm. yeah, oh, a sure. thought. Mm-hmm. But anyone that wants to join me in any other gaming, for instance, for Xbox Live or PlayStation Network. L'Antonio on both of them. L-A-N-N-T-O-N-I-O. And then same with Diablo. It's L'Antonio. Twitter, L'Antonio. Everything's the same. Hit me up whenever you want. I'll play anything. I do online. I like Call of Duties. Those are fun. I don't play a lot of that. But Battlefield on Xbox. Those are my more multiplayer ones. Then when D3 comes out, you go, know, I'm going to be playing every day, so yeah. get me in a game every day.
2: <laughs> and looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah. Well, It's going
3: to thank... be long weekends. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. For sure.
0: But lots of fun. No doubt. Well, thank you, Antonio, for joining us. I'm glad that we finally got around to having you officially on the show as an interviewee. Yeah,
3: that's no problem. <laughs> I had fun, and I could blab with you guys for another three hours, but I know things must come to an end
2: yeah again in the future we shall sounds good all right thank you lantonio thank you
0: and before we close out the show i wanted to thank lantonio again for joining us uh, we had a fantastic time during the interview despite some of the uh skype problems that we were having uh, hopefully it wasn't too noticeable but uh yeah Antonio's is a great 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 guy and we're we'll have him back on especially well you'll hear him on the show when we do our gaming nights especially after diablo 3 is launched which uh wait what day is diablo 3 coming out of, on again may sometime may sometime yeah that's some Mhm. yeah so yes, I wanted to thank everyone for listening to episode 12 of the Shattered Soulstone podcast. Yay! Uh, we are a part of the Dawn Forge network of shows and we would love... or Why do I always say we would love? Because that just sounds strange. We love Medras, We but do. We, would, we would like to thank him for hosting our show. <laughs> That's what I meant to say. Uh, you can read the show blog or listen to the show archives at ShatteredSoulstone.com You can find us on Twitter. The show account is Shattered Stone. I am Nevik James, Braja's Braja Priest. And Jen is Queen of Haiku. We have a presence on Facebook and Google. And we can't do this show without you, the listener. So please, 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 please send in your contributions, questions, and feedback to show at ShatteredSoulStone.com. And also, please, I'm going to assign everybody homework. Please, please give us an honest review on iTunes. I really, really want to get, you know, some... Some more feedback on iTunes, that way it doesn't look like we're all just noobs, you know.
1: Especially since we've gotten a lot more shows done since the first couple of reviews were placed.
2: Yep. I'm a noob and I'm proud
0: of it. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Woohoo. I'm not a noob,
0: but that's okay. No, I'm just (laughs) But until next time, for me, for Jen and for Brazia, you will find us. Oh my god, we have a release date! Oh wait, you'll oh my god. you'll find us anticipating, uh, you know, May 15th.
2: Fresh release dates.
0: This has been a presentation of Dawnforge, copyright 2012. Find great podcasts and more at thedawnforge.com.